Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Trundle Bed Tales Radio. And today is my latest roving report. This time I'm coming to you live from Pepin, Wisconsin. In fact, I'm sitting in my hotel room at the Pepin Motel, which is right across the street from the Laura Angles Wilder Park, where a lot of the festivities are going to be going on tomorrow. And I hope to give you just a little bit about the flavor and make sure that you want to come visit yourself uh, next year. Well, I got started today at about uh, 9.30 or so from my house, and I decided that today as I was driving up, I was going to try and stop at as many places as possible that I normally just drive on by. And I also decided, since I hadn't had much of a chance to go garage sailing this year, that I was going to try and stop at as many garage sales as possible. And there were just a ton of them, and I've got some really great stuff on the way. Um, So garage sailing en route to a Laura site is definitely a fun option. And my goal, usually, when I'm heading north, is to try and hit Decora about lunchtime, and I made it today. And so I had lunch at Tea and Tarts, which is currently my favorite tea shop in the entire world. And I had a great chicken salad croissant and Jarjeeling tea, which was excellent. And I let them even talk me into ordering a tort which I probably shouldn't have, but I did anyway, and it was very good. had a lovely time there. Didn't run into anybody I know, which is strange, because normally I seem to run into one person I know, even when I never expected to see them there. But uh, had a nice lunch anyway, and stopped at a couple of little stores in Decorah. Really, if you're looking for a place where you want to just walk around and spend some time exploring a downtown you could do a lot worse than Decorah. There's the beautiful Hotel Winnishi, there's the tea shop, there's a bakery, there's the Westerheim Museum, uh, which is just this incredible Norwegian-American museum. It's, it's really a phenomenal institution. I, I don't really know how they manage to keep it going. It really is very nice. Uh, there's uh, a great old-fashioned hardware store. They even have a downtown version of J.C. Penney's. How many of those are left around? So it really is a fun place to come and visit. And then I headed out north of Decora and got as far as, well, along the way between Decora and Baroque. I uh, decided that today was going to be the day I was going to stop at the Seed Savers Exchange. Now, the Seed Savers is a fairly famous spot just north of Decorah, and what they specialize in is keeping heirloom varieties alive and doing that 
by producing them, growing them themselves, and selling the seeds to try and get the heirloom seeds out as many places as possible and to encourage people to learn to be seed savers themselves because there's a lot of value to be said in um, having a local product, a product that has had a chance to get really um, acclimatized to a certain place, which is actually, to tie this back into Laura again, one of the reasons why Elmanzo was so adamant that he didn't want to give up his seed wheat. It had been, uh, he'd been growing it and specializing it towards the climate of western Minnesota, eastern South Dakota for a number of years, and he didn't want to give that up and start over with just generic wheat and try and work towards the best again. Uh, so Seed Savers is just a ton of fun. I didn't take a lot of time there. I really would have liked to spend a little bit more, and I didn't buy any of the seed because it's at the end of the growing season, and I figured I'd try and maybe get some more. Our local uh, garden shop always carries some of theirs, so I normally buy mine in the spring. But I got an awesome hat that has this great uh, braid. You can really see the notches Ma's talking about in Little House in the Big Woods. So... Uh, it was a bit of a splurge, but I got it anyway. Uh, and Seed Savers is only one mile off of the main path, uh, the main highway that you take between Decorah and Baroque. So it really isn't that far, far at all. And I highly recommend if you do go to Baroque that you get, take a chance. And if you have time at all, try and schedule a stop for the Seed Savers exchange. Now, the next road north off of the highway after the road that Seed Savers is on uh, is the road that I always think of as having a sign towards Winnesheek School. Well, if you um, have been following my stuff, I think you probably heard me talk about uh, the What's New Antique Store. Uh, last year on my way to Laura Palooza, I saw the first time I'd seen a brochure for it. Uh, they had a float in the Baroque Days Parade very nicely done float, uh, but I'd never stopped there. So today I took the bull by the horns and stopped, and it is half a mile off of the highway between Decorah and Baroque on a paved road. And you go out there, it's, it's on a natural farmstead. It's a three-level building, and it's a very nice antique shop. It, it isn't overly huge, but it, it's a decent size. It's got a real nice old book collection. Uh, they have series books. They have school books. Now, we're not talking in high-quality collector antiques. We're not talking, you know, 17th century stuff. I'm talking, you know, late 19th, early 20th century. They had some real nice Hardy Boy books I almost brought home with me, but I was already kind of what I wanted to, so I didn't get them, but I'm sure I'll be back and filling up gaps in my collection for various series books there. And a nice collection of uh, school books, if anybody is looking for school books because they're interested in wondering school things, I definitely think it would be worth a spot. They stopped there. They even had a, a dictionary or two that were older that you might like find in a teacher's desk. And they also had some really nice 1930s kitchen collectibles, and I got some for my new Wetson Morris kitchen 
program that you will be as sick of hearing about before the end of this winter because I'm going to be working on getting it all together and in place over the winter. And I got a lovely little white and red enamel coffee pot. I got a scoop with a red handle. I got a measuring cup that just screams the 1930s. Um, and, and just, uh, I'm really excited about this. I was really hoping to find some aprons there, but the only one I found was a reception apron, and I really didn't need another one of those. So it was it was really a fun time, and I hope that if you go to Baroque, you will consider making a side trip to what's new, which gets us to Baroque. And I really have to say there is just great news bursting out all over in Baroque. I'm sorry to say the one piece of really bad news is that the Baroque Mercantile remains closed. Unfortunately, I don't think that situation is going to resolve itself anytime soon. But the rest of the news from Baroque is really, really good. I went on a tour with a couple other people, and our guide was Steve Blues, who is the director of Baroque. And if you've been following my radio shows, I actually interviewed Steve a while ago. And I have to say that it was the best tour I have ever gotten at the Masters Hotel. And part of that was due to the fact that they've reworked it a little bit. They have um, moved several of the pieces, so they kind of fit together more chronologically. They've got lots more photos of people that they're talking about. Uh, they opened the door into Mr. Bisbee's room. You know, there's, uh, if you've been there before, there was always two doors, and one of them they just kept locked up. They've opened that up now, which really helps with the traffic flow. Uh, they've kind of moved like things together, and it just really flows a lot better than it did before. And I really have to commend them for that. And I would say if there was a prize for most improved site this year, they would probably win um, because I really was very impressed. They also have the barn quilt sign up now. They have a brand new sign that was just put up this month for uh, being a member of the silos and smokestacks a federal heritage area. Uh, they have kind of rearranged some of the stuff. Like uh, down in the kitchen, there is a coffee grinder and they have a jar of wheat and a jar of wheat that was ground with the coffee grinder. Uh, they, I've shared pictures before of their butter mold. Well, they took some kind of foamy clay stuff and made an actual butter pat out with their mold so you can get a better idea how it worked together. I, I just really think they've put a lot of effort in trying to help people uh, clarify how things go together. So I, I really cannot say how nicely, uh, how much nicer it is. It really, they've done a great job and I congratulate them. I uh, urge you, even if you can't get there to see it yourself, that you head to uh, to their website, which they've just redesigned, and also their YouTube channel that they've just started. So all around, kudos broke. So then I drove on, and 
considering how much I had stopped along the way, I decided that I better skip Spring Valley on the way up, which I was kind of bummed about, but there's only so many hours in a day. And as it was, I got to Pepin a little later than I originally anticipated. And most depressingly, I discovered that I probably could have sailed on Lake Pepin today if I had been just a little speedier. But oh well, you can't do everything. And I hope to find out a few more details about it so the next time I come up, we can definitely learn all about how we can go for a boat ride on Lake Pepin. Uh, I wanted to mention, too, that ice cream seems to be the new theme in Pepin because right next to the Garden Pub, they now have an ice cream store slash antique shop. And, yes, I found something to buy there, too. And uh, there's also an ice cream shop in what used to be the antique store. Well, it's an ice cream pizza sandwich place that's right across the street from Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum. And there's some place else in town I saw a sign that said ice cream. So that seems to be the new big thing in Pepin is ice cream stores. So be sure to bring your sweet tooth when you visit. Uh, and the last thing, there was a message waiting here from me from Kitty Latane, who I'm sure you heard me interview about this weekend's event, saying that there's a journalist here all the way from Japan to do a news story on the Laura Daisy. I think that is just wonderful, and I'm so glad that Laura Days is uh, starting to get some recognition because I think it's a very nice event. Um, if you haven't been here before, in a nutshell, for a long time I tried to avoid Laura events because of the events that I had dealt with uh, around my um, area where I live. It was just a crowd of people, and I did not want to have to deal with that. Well, uh, it really isn't out of control. Pepin is a very walkable town. You get the someplace and parks. You can do pretty much everything except go to the birthplace cottage, and even that they take a shuttle bus to. So if you want to, you don't have to move your car around. There's people around, but it isn't too much. And there's lots of fun stuff going during the war day. So I highly recommend that you try and come. Now, I'm going to try and schedule another roving report, but I'm not exactly sure what my schedule is going to be tomorrow. So it may be tomorrow night about the same time. Or if things work out differently, it may be a little later. But I will certainly let you know, and I appreciate you all tuning in. And watch the website and Facebook for this report. And I appreciate you joining me from Pepin. Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.